So this morning I'm going to go into share two mysteries of the incarnation from the Gospel of John. And these are mysteries you may be familiar with, but we always need to be reminded of them. John, as you know, does not share a nativity story the way that we're used to hearing them. There's no mention of a manger, there are no shepherds, there are no magi. John's story of Jesus entering the world begins on an even grander scale. Here's the first mystery of the incarnation from John's gospel. The God who made the world is remaking it. Imagine you are John and you want to record the life of Jesus. Where do you even begin? The normal biographical details don't cut it. Jesus was born in Bethlehem on December 25th to Mary and Joseph. How do you even begin to identify him? John decides to set out this way. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The word to people in that time meant the person or thing who is at the center of everything else. The word was, in uh, Aristotle's philosophical terms, the prime mover. He was the reason behind everything that exists, the reason anything in the world makes sense at all. Now, even though there is a lot in the world that doesn't make sense to us, we still recognize that there is an order and a structure to the world. Uh, our ability as human beings to notice chaos our frustration when things are out of order. These are only proof of some amount of order, <laughs> a desire for it that's embedded within us. John says that Jesus is the word. He was there with God in the beginning and everything was made through him. He is the reason that anything makes sense at all. John follows the same flow as the first creation story, Genesis chapter 1. There was darkness and chaos in the beginning. And what's the very first thing God makes? Let there be light. God made light and he divided the light from the darkness. And when Jesus enters the world in the incarnation, the light is once again shining in the darkness. But this presupposes a question. Why has the darkness returned? In the original creation story, there's this repeated note about creation's goodness. But in John, the resounding note is the contrast between the light and the darkness that has begun to oppose it actively. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world and the world was made through him. Yet the world did not know him. To introduce Jesus, John tells us that Jesus is the one who first made the world, who first shined the light in the darkness. And his incarnation will be to remake the world, to push back the darkness that has begun to encroach on his creation. God, in this sense, is like a master builder with the utmost integrity. He doesn't abandon a major project because some of his workers did a poor job on it. Instead, he does what must be done to make it right. He's invested so much in his creation. He's not going to 
get rid of it completely because others have tried to undo it. He's going to make it right. So Jesus, as the one who first made the world, knows how the world should be and how it can be. And so he comes to remake it. How do we know that Jesus is doing this? His remaking of the world is evidenced first and foremost in the new birth of human beings. He came to his own and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Human beings were the crown jewel of God's first creation. They're the caretakers of everything else God makes. And so too with the remaking of the world, we are the crown jewel of Jesus's redemptive work. When you come to the light that is Jesus, he begins to restore the image that has been marred in you. Jesus wants to do more than simply make us moral people. He wants to make us whole, completely reborn in the spirit. You know, all of our own attempts at moral improvement leave us lopsided. <laughs> it's like we get one thing right for one other thing to be completely wrong. But Jesus refashions everything. This is a mystery of Christ's incarnation. The God who made the world is remaking it, and he starts with remaking you and me. It's a beautiful hope and promise what God does. The last couple of days I've, I've been at home, which is great, but I have to confess something to you. I start getting antsy when I have nothing to do. And it's really hard for me just to be there and be present. And I found myself praying, Jesus, help me. <laughs> and just imagining Jesus and his own patience saying things like, let the little children come to me. And this isn't to boast, it's simply to say, I'm so grateful that Jesus in his incarnation is promising that he wants to remake us, to make us patient and full and whole people. Are you receiving Jesus Christ as the light that he is so that he can remake you? This is what he is promising to us in this season of Christmas. Now, here's a second mystery of the incarnation. The God who made the world has revealed himself to it. The God who made the world has revealed himself to it. There's always been this question of whether a God who cannot be seen can really be known. If we can't see God, can we trust him? People have always wrestled with this. They still do. Many Christians even who struggle to pray, I hear this reason a lot. They struggle to pray because they can't see God. How do I talk to him? The Bible doesn't skirt around this difficulty. Moses, he desired to see God so that he could know him. Moses even said that. I want to see you so that I can know you. How I'm leading these people. How can I lead them if I don't know you? God tells Moses that no man can see his face and live. But he allows Moses to see his back. Now, here's something funny. John basically says that didn't count. <laughs> no one has ever seen God, 
John says in our passage this morning. But with the incarnation, there's no longer a shortage of revelation. The only God who is at the Father's side, he has made him known. From now on, you do know the Father and you have seen him, Jesus says. Paul says about Jesus, he is the image of the invisible God. Because of Jesus's incarnation, even though God is still a mystery, he is not complete mystery. He's not all mystery. He's revealed himself. And he hasn't revealed himself as an idea that's hard to figure out. He's revealed himself as a person with unlimited depths for relationship and love. Also, it's not as if God has retreated to become completely invisible again. <laughs> he was made visible in Jesus Christ in the incarnation, and he continues to make himself visible in things like bread and wine, <laughs> the symbols of his sacrifice and of his love for you and me. And then he makes himself visible in the lives of the others who are reborn in his image, who can affirm for us God's love in our lives and his forgiveness toward us. And if we give ourselves to Christ, to being attentive to him and quietness, we can see him now and we can know him to be present in our lives. Jesus reveals himself to us as a presence of forgiveness and mercy, holiness and transforming love toward us. These are two mysteries of the incarnation that we celebrate in Christmas. The God who made the world is remaking it and he's starting with us. And the God who made the world has revealed himself to it. We can see him. We can know him and he can be trusted. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.